Yes, hello. Come on back, Mr. Smith. Come on back. We are ready to see you. Thank you. Thank you for getting me in on such short notice. Uh, that is no problem at all. I hear you have um, a checkup, a health checkup you need to have done. Uh, yes, I, I am here for my quarterly. Um, I'm four behind. So, Well, that's, that's all right. Most people do, uh, yearly. So I think you'll be all right unless there's an underlying condition that would require it to be quarterly. Um, nope, no, no. So, uh, I guess I can move my quarterly down to annually and I'm right on time then. Okay. Uh, so, so any conditions on your mom's side? Mm, Nope. On your dad's side? Nope. Clean bill of health. All right. Um, and have you you have any previous conditions or surgeries? Uh, no, I can't remember the last time I was ever sick. Okay, uh, well, great. That's that's that bodes well for you. No, um, I did. You know what? I did get a splinter. Um, it uh, I had a set of splinters start growing out of my pinky toe. Growing out. Yes. Um, every did, time I would remove one, there was a new splinter of wood. Oh. Um, do you work with wood in your job? No. Okay. Uh, do you have, do you have any idea how those splinters got there? No, no, no idea. Okay. So I guess, I guess we need to take a look at that toe. Is it still happening? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's still, I'm still producing wood. Okay. Uh, would you mind taking off your shoe and sock for me, please? Uh, sure. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, okay. Not Um, good. What? Okay. Well, uh, Okay, um, well, uh, I think we're going to have to schedule a follow-up to deal with this whole situation. Oh, this is the wrong foot. Hold on. Oh. Wait, what's wrong with this foot? Uh, I would have to run a few tests for you. We can schedule some tests today and go over results in a week. If that works for, are you having any trouble standing or walking? Uh, I mean, it hurts every moment of my life. Oh, okay. The, the, the foot? No, the feet, just, just or? being alive. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that is a separate issue. Um, well, I shouldn't rule out that they're not related, but, uh, uh okay. All right. Well, I guess I'll come back in. Gee, it sure does suck getting older. Yes, it does. It happens to us all. Uh, and I hope you're not scared to come back to the doctor next week. Yeah, I to guess. To get more diagnoses. Well, I didn't get one today, so. <laughs> and tests. Go sit down and have your blood drawn. Okay. Thanks, doctor. You're welcome, Mr. Smith. And, and scene. scene. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bargain Den. It's a theatrical performance now. <laughs> My name is Brandon. My name is Donna. And yeah, this is The Bargain Den. It's your weekly source of financial advice in the form of us watching movies and telling you whether or not they're frugal or are they just old people. That's what we normally do. But this week, 
uh, we're hopping into our continued series, The Bargain Den. At night. Watching all the films of M. Night Shyamalan. Kicking things off here with part six. Um, M. Night's most recent release, Old. If you couldn't tell from that clearly well-constructed theatrical piece we just performed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should have been obvious, but just in case. You know, Where were we you going it. with that? What did I not do? Um, you don't DM games of Dungeons and Dragons very often, <laughs> but I feel like the closest you get are your intros, and I always feel like I'm not playing properly. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It just has to do with the movie, so I just wanted you to be visiting the doctor. Um, that's that's all. It's It's improv. See where it goes. Start with the scene. See what happens. I liked the uh, splinter toe thing. That was exciting. Thank you. Worked very hard on it. Um, yeah, we watched old, so we're going to spoil old for you. Um, I just found uh, a, uh, a list on Letterboxd that I'm distracted by that is uh, a list of, what is it here, 101 titles uh, that are films that are... Uh, the, the name of the list is most frustrating titles to say in conversation <laughs> and old is on here. There's some pretty funny ones on here. Uh, saw is on here, which I think is pretty funny. Yeah. Us. No, that one is hard. Okay. That one's also, yeah. It. Uh-huh. There's also pig mother thinking of ending things up. I killed my lesbian wife, hung her on a meat hook. <laughs> and now I have a three picture deal at Disney adding that one to my watch list. I'm sorry, is that a I I couldn't tell where the titles were separated in that. I killed my le- that was one title. Um, one more time for me. I killed my lesbian wife, hung her on a meat hook, and now I have a three-picture Disney a deal at Disney. Um hell yeah. 1993 uh directed by Ben Affleck. What the fuck is going on? 93. This- wow. That's of that sentence that was surprising to you, not the Ben Affleck. I'm just surprised for that. I mean, that the title says a lot that I feel like would be more appropriate for today's audience and society. I don't know. It's funny. It's interesting. This is his directorial debut. It's a ben six, Affleck's? Yeah. Amazing. 16 minute long short film. I'm, which that doesn't seem to be correct because there's older things on here. What the fuck is happening? Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about old before I get any older. Hey. Old is about, we're going to spoil it, like I said. Spoil uh, it. Old is, did I add that to my watch list? This is important. I have to see what the fuck is wrong see, with See, this is fine because I'm currently looking through all of the characters and trying to figure out where I know these actors from. You don't because know. Because I. What? You just know the daughter from somewhere, and I can't think. Last from. Night in Soho. That's Yeah, that's right. But And then, yeah, the son was from Hereditary, Alex Wolf. This family goes on a beach vacation. Mom, dad, son, daughter. And they're hoping to have one last really good vacation before some kind of impending situation is happening. They won it on a sweepstakes online, very vague. And while they're at breakfast their first morning there, the hotel manager suggests that they 
take a private excursion to a secluded beach in a wildlife reserve that only select guests get to go to. So they agree, as well as um, two other small families, um, and they go to this secluded beach where they quickly become trapped and are unable to leave because if they go back through the rocky caverns that they took, something happens and causes their head to... um, get really pressurized and then and, they pass out and they don't have cell service either on this beach and something weirds happen on this beach. Everybody's getting old. Cells are aging more rapidly. The children quickly become adults. Every 30 minutes that pass is a year. Is that right? Yeah. That's, that's what they determine based on the kids aging. Things start to break bad because they can't escape the beach and inevitably, the only two that are left are the son and the daughter of the main family. As as all these people are struggling on this beach, as um, it becomes more imperative that they're able to get off because people start dying uh, for various reasons, they all discover that uh, they have a thread in common, which is uh, medical diagnoses. Every, not everyone, but every family has at least one person that is um, ill with some kind of chronic disease. Yes. And so eventually the two get off of the beach by swimming through a coral infested cave system. And it is revealed that there is a pharmaceutical company here on the island that is using this rapidly aging beach to test medicines and seeing their long-term effects more rapidly than they would on normal studies. So So the resort is just a front to get people out here. Yeah. Um, And... You think that the kids die, but they don't, and they reveal the secrets of the pharmaceutical company. Everybody is arrested, and the kids have to go with their live with their aunts now that they're in their fifties. Yep. We were given all of that. Mm-hmm. Donna, what do you think of this movie? I I actually liked it a lot. I've, I've been thinking about it more, and I still like it a lot. What did you think? Yeah, I thought it was okay. I didn't. Um, I don't know. Uh, I thought it was a fine movie. I think it was very middle of the road for Shyamalan. Like, I did not have strong opinions about it one way or another. I definitely think um, there are some pitfalls in this movie. It's definitely not perfect. It has some points against it, Um, Mm -hmm. one of which being the ending, which, as you alluded to, was very spelled out for us. As an audience, mm-hmm. um, but I really like the premise. I love, I loved the um, setting and the acting and the pacing, and I thought it was a really good movie for the majority of it. Yeah, let's see what some other people had to say. Um, box, 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 boxed in. Let's see. Lucy says one star. This felt like when you take an edible and it hits wrong. <laughs> Fair. Clemmy says, personally, I am terrified of old people, so th- this did a lot for me. Are there, uh, is there a star rating with that one? Um, 
or just four, four stars out of five. Yes. Okay. Uh, Demi says, uh, no stars, but like, no, I can't tell if they liked it or not. Uh, I'm begging, begging middle-aged men to get new targets for satire. Young women are vain. They love their photos. What else you got? That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's old. What does Guy Montgomery say? This movie should be called Watch Out. That beach will make you get old. That's pretty good. <laughs> Guy Montgomery. Very funny. Um, yeah, I don't know how to sit with the rest of M. Night's movies. Okay, so this definitely fits with his repertoire that we are aware of so far a lot better than Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say that ATL is certainly the outlier. ATLA. Uh, but, yeah, this one had, it had the twist, right? With the, well, it had a, it had a weird premise with, with the aging beach. It had the twist with the pharmaceutical company. It had the married couple fighting. It had kind of awkward dialogue. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's, I think we're starting to build a picture of characteristic M night traits. Yeah. As you were saying, the ending of this, um, to me really kind of, kind of crapped out. I, uh, I actually ended up liking it more as it went on. Like I did not care for the beginning of it. Um, and then it had a really good solid middle kind of like, I know it's typically a three act structure, but I'm going to do four for ease sake. Like, I feel like the, end of the second act into the third act like before the conclusion I should say so the third act I guess is what I'm saying I really enjoyed I thought it it built good like plausible uh, suspense and I kind of liked that the doctor and his wife became the kind of villains at the end kind of reluctantly and I just kind of bought into that and it was kind of a fun suspense moment mm-hmm. um there is a lot of this that it really, I think it does ask you to hold your suspension of disbelief. Um, that I just kind of, you know, it's one of those things that the longer you look at, it's probably not a good, good idea. That's kind of something we had talked about. Like, yeah, like it's, it's pretty easy to poke holes in. Um, but it's such an interesting idea that it is, it is fun to just take it and accept it. But yeah, like we're, we're talking about how, um, they, so the first, the first thing they find is, um, a body. Uh, it turns out there were two people already on the beach when these families arrived. Um, one of which they see this person and, um, I don't know, no one really talks to him, but he's kind of off by himself. But then the girl that he was there with shows up or the woman, uh, dead and, that that's their first dead person, and when they start realizing they need to get off the beach. By the way, you're referring to rapper Midsize Sedan. Yes, that is who has been hanging out at this beach. It turns out he was waiting on this woman to come back from her swim. Uh, she's dead, so that's why she didn't. And um, they they put a 
blanket over her. And this is when stuff starts really happening. Like the kids start showing obvious signs of growth and the old grandma who's there with the doctor and his wife is, um, she suddenly dies shortly after this. And when they go back to see the body, they find that it has decomposed. It's just bones. Yeah. Because, you know, of the aging thing that's happening. And as they start figuring this out, they're like, oh, uh, it's our cells aging more rapidly. Um, and the kids have to eat a lot of food because they're growing mass, but us adults are not. And that's why we're not hungry all the time like they are right now because they're growing. And and then the the main wife, Prisca, she says well, what about our hair and nails? Shouldn't they be growing really rapidly? And someone's like, well, maybe it just doesn't affect dead cells. Like those are dead cells, hair and nails. In which case, why did the body decompose within an hour? You know? Right. Um, I think that that's actually, the, that's kind of the point whenever I feel like once that was all said and done, that the movie kind of picked up for me. Like, I think once they sorted out midsize sedan, it got better. I just because like everything, all all of the character choices and, and characters prior to him getting sorted out, because he had a moment where he started to make sense as a character to me, mm-hmm. where because before that he was just silent. He was just sitting on this beach. And I get that he was trying to he said he's trying to have like a Zen moment or whatever, because he's got this blood cancer, I think. And, and, and so I kind of get his contemplation and stuff, but it, it just didn't track. And like, they find the body of his, his friend. Um, and all he says is like, Oh damn is his like response. And yeah. it just felt like really weak writing. And I'm not somebody to speak on the writing for black people, but like also just felt weird. Like, but then the movie kind of acknowledges that as well, where there is one other black character and she is like, she makes a note about how, cause like the doctor is kind of accusing midsize sedan and the other black woman that is there is like, I don't like the dynamics of this, but at a certain point the writing changes and midsize sedan is kind of like snaps out of it. And he's like, all right, I don't know what's going on. Like, can't you guys please just believe me? And yeah, he's like, I'm freaked out. Like, can we stop attacking me and like figure this out? Like and it was at that point, I feel like it kind of started to hit its stride and got better and better as it went on. Um, but yeah, we haven't really talked I, the ending. It just, the ending was so, it, it was such an M night thing. And I think this is one of my problems with his movies at times. I don't feel like he trusts either some, some point of the process doesn't give M night the freedom to trust his audience to enjoy what he has made or written. Like, I feel like everything has to be shoehorned in at the end. It has to make sense. And we talked about how he's tasked with, I think one of the hardest jobs in, in quote unquote Hollywood of, you know, making mainstream, uh, highbrow twist driven original content, you know, Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. I just think that speaks volumes like this ending. It just, everything was laid out multiple times. What was happening? We were given, I mean, three or four possible outs for an ending. 
Like, you know, when you're watching a movie and you want it, you're like, okay, that's the, oh, there's more. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's definitely going to wrap. Oh, no, we're on a helicopter now. Hmm. Okay. Uh, don't know why we needed to do this. And yeah, the final shots of the movie felt like a slap in the face for the rest of, for everything else. Yeah. Like, can, can we just kind of walk through this? Cause I feel like it's important to uh, this whole ending argument. Yeah. We can go, if we go quickly. Okay. So the, the first possible ending is uh, we it's revealed that, yes, someone was up on the ridge watching them this whole time and recording them once he determines that the two kids who are now 50. It's M. Night, by the way. M. Night is on the ledge. Yeah. Once he determines that they can't possibly make it, they've been underwater for over a minute and a half. Um <laughs> Then he calls it in, this experiment's done, and that's the big reveal of the pharmaceutical company. And they're, you know, having a moment of silence for these test subjects. But then they're like, but, you know, this lady with epilepsy uh, was cured. She didn't have an uh, epilepsy episode for this long, which would be like 60 years or something. It was a long, whatever. So that that could be the first ending of like, oh, it's this evil pharmaceutical company. And then it, it shows the next set of guests arriving and them inviting them and like giving them the drinks that actually have the medicine they've curated for that particular person. And it's like, oh, that's the twist. And this is the end. And it's going to keep happening. Then there's the other twist of like, oh, the kids survived and they're here and they're going to stop it. And the you see the arm of the son hand over to a guy he met, you know, like two days ago who was a cop. And he's like, you're so-and-so and you're a cop. Um, I found this notebook on this beach. All these people are dead and you should investigate it. And that could be an ending. In less words, he said that, yes. Right. Well, then it comes back again, where now the brother and sister are like, I wouldn't drink anything they give you, da-da-da-da-da, right? Yeah. That that could also be it. And then it's like, yeah, then I believe is when they're in the helicopter. Well, or no. <laughs> they, sh they show us how the brother and sister made it through the underground cave. So mm -hmm. like, what happens, we saw them swim through the cave and we see them get caught on a piece of coral, and then it cuts away. But you could kind of surmise that they just like her shirt got tangled on a piece of coral and then she's alive the next scene. But then it goes back and shows us how they got untangled from the coral and how they still like they found a pocket where they could go up for air and then get back out of the cave and like which a quick quick pause there. Did that make it seem less believable to you? Because it, make, it makes it seem less believable that they got out seeing it happen. Yeah. That was a long time to not breathe and be struggling and swimming anyway. And it's like they took one single gasp of air each and then swam for another 30 seconds. I don't know. It was, yeah, that they were struggling a little too long on that coral, I think. Yeah. But anyway, and then it cuts to a helicopter scene where the two kids now in their 50s um, and the cop are there and he's like, Everybody got arrested and subpoenas are being issued. Um, we're going to take you to your aunt. Um, are you guys going to be okay? And this, the Trent is like, I don't know. How would you feel if you, you saw your nephews who were a 50 year old man came and saw you and said he was your six year old nephew. And then Maddox, the sister is like, we're going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. 
and that's how it ends. And mm-hmm. it's like, what? Like, yeah, I get that there's going to be some uh, struggles with uh, <laughs> being six yesterday and 50 today. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah, it it just could have, should have ended like 10 minutes earlier. Just cut a lot of that explanation at the end that, like, like you were saying, was like, why don't you trust us to get this? The other thing I wanted to talk about that was a disappointment to me was the age makeup. Um, we talked about this for a movie that's specifically focused on aging these people very rapidly. They made an effort to the children had different actors play them. The adults had age makeup put onto them and the age makeup to me, in my opinion, looked very bad. Um, I, I do not think that I can, I mean, examples that spring to mind are like Suspiria or, uh, Synecdoche, New York, both, I mean, are just a couple examples of what can be done with age makeup to make people look older. And I think maybe we talked about, there's like one character where the age makeup was okay. And then another one where there was like a couple of shots where the age makeup was okay. But there was a couple of these characters that, I mean, it looked poorly done. Well, particularly the main two characters, Prisca and Guy, which I don't know if you're, if you're going to make it work for any of them, it should definitely work for your main people that survived the longest. So I, yeah, that, that felt like a major shortcoming for a movie specifically focused on old to not portray that well. Yeah. Just, it was strange. It was strange. I will say, so there is a scene again to, to end it on a polite note. I mean, I don't know. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, uh, well, go ahead with your polite note. I just wanted to, to say that again, the final two kind of enemies is there's this doctor who is apparently developing schizophrenia. That is why they are there. And so it is advanced rapidly while they are on this beach and um the other one is uh it, it, with his wife there who is a much younger woman than him that is who demi was referring to by the way about young woman so vain takes pictures of herself she is the picture of supermodel wanting to maintain her beauty so of course it she struggles with the notion of getting older she also has a calcium deficiency which can't go into that because it also makes weird plot holes but because of that she gets develops a hunchback and kind of chases after the kids at the end and starts to like snap her bones all in different directions and they start to heal back and so there's just a really grotesque shot where she is crawling in this tunnel and all of her limbs are all pointing in different directions like bent and snapped and um she looks like a spider yeah kind of like a dead spider on the ground and uh that was a cool Cool spooky moment. It wasn't particularly, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was done well where it wasn't like a jump scare. It was just something that was like, oh God, like that's awful. Yeah. Yeah, I I gotta say, because as much as we, you know, pointed out some major flaws in this movie, I really still enjoyed it regardless. Um, and I wanted to just uh, talk about why is I think what M. Night does best, he did, a great job of in this movie, which is taking a very interesting 
idea and really exploring it um, with good actors under good direction, I thought. So, like, particularly in the time that everyone's on the beach, right? Like, I, I like to think that's what you were saying, where it was picked up and you enjoyed it. Um, Not all of the beach. But, like, once they've figured out that they're aging, like, once we've got that set aside and, like, okay, now we get to spend the next, what, 30, 45 minutes just watching these people deal with aging, right? And it's so interesting because all the different things that happen during this time are, like, I, I just thought really well thought out of, like, just different struggles that happen if you believe that this, like, if you can buy into this, then, um, so what happens if X, Y, Z, and then really seeing that through, like one thing, Brandon, you had brought up to me was how you thought they did an interesting and, and or good job explaining how the kids age and how their minds keep up with it. And like what it feels like to age that quickly. I thought it was an interesting way. I don't know that it was, I can't really speak to whether or not it was good, but I, I thought that it was done well in the sense of not focusing in on the, the intricacies of the plot. Yeah. Um, for, for just for, if you haven't seen it, the way they describe it is that, um, that they woke up basically, you know, they were, they're aging very rapidly. And so the daughter at one point says, you know, like I, I'm having more thoughts all the time and, I'm like, I saw less colors yesterday, but they were a lot more vibrant and I'm seeing more colors today, but they're more dull. Well, she says she's like thinking in colors or like, like if her thoughts were colors, I want to say, but either way. Yeah. Like it was a few vibrant colors and now it's a lot of more dull colors. Yeah. That's where I feel like there was strength. I actually, I did not, I didn't care for the acting in this. I, I don't, I don't know what it is. And like, I just, I don't like how M night directs actors. Mm. So I, I think it's just that sometimes I can buy into his dialogue. I think sometimes he's a good a dialogue. I said the actors thing, exception to James McAvoy. That was not like split. Like, yeah, James McAvoy. I, I think that to me, that's it. And I, I don't like, this is where I think you should, you and I kind of different in, in opinions on this. Like I think M night occasionally gets really good actors and they, are able to deliver the material. And then if they're not able to deliver the material or they're not meant for the roles, I don't think he, I don't like his direction mm. to them. Well, anyway, just to say that like, because everyone's aging rapidly, mm. like their whole lives are happening super quickly. Like, and, and the classic like milestones of life, like dealing with, um, love and loss and like like as they confront their problems like there's a moment where the, the daughter confronts the mom about like were you guys gonna get a divorce like is that why we went on this trip and the mom explains what led up to that and the daughter's like i need a minute to like deal with this and the mom's like we don't have a minute like, i just thought that was really good like because Everything happens quickly. And of course, there's so many people there, especially at the beginning. It's just chaos, absolute chaos. Like you can't keep up with everyone because things are happening so, so fast. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, 
I just, I, I thought that was really interesting. Very cool how they did the beach. Yeah. You know, and I think that's, that is credit to M Knight's writing is I feel as though he has things that he attempts to say and does not shy away from trying to say them in the themes and messaging of his films. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think that there is any, any example where, um, I could probably be proven wrong on this, but where, you know, he doesn't go to bat for the cons for the, the, the themes that he's promoting in his films. Is that fair to say? Like, like, like with that one, like you don't have time going through life and life is going to push forward no matter what, mm. you know, you know, I, I mean, you could some, you could say that like, maybe it lays it on a little too thick, but at least he's not keeping it ambiguous. You know, mm. he's not, he, 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 one of the thrifty trivia that I had pulled up here was that because I didn't know this, this is actually based on a novel called Sandcastle by mm. Pierre Oscar Levy. Uh, it's a graphic novel. Pardon me. I would um, love to read that. Yeah. And uh, when asked why he wanted to adapt it, uh, M. Knight explained that the book gave me the opportunity to work through a lot of anxieties I had around death and aging and things like my parents getting older. And so, I mean, I don't know. I think there's something to be said about tackling a concept with your art and delivering, I mean, on on getting that through. I mean, mm. no, you. I don't think you could deny that the that that central message as to what why make a movie like this right yeah well like that one letterboxd review with like i'm scared of old people so you know it worked um yeah no no but like on uh, on a serious note like i i do think it because it's kind of a horror movie for that middle chunk where like you know, people are dying and the lady is getting contorted like a spider and like, it's scary. And yeah. I think that that really digs into the heart of like, yeah, cause growing old and dying, that's scary. Like that's something we all have to grapple with as something we are like inherently naturally terrified of. Mm. So yeah, I thought, I thought that was really good. Um, and to the other letterboxed uh reviews point about the young woman i thought that tackled like it brought up another issue of like at first it really does just seem like a vain you know like model pretty woman and the more we see of her and her husband interacting it kind of seems like she has to maintain this for her husband like there's there's a lot of tension between the two And eventually she reveals that she had actually fallen in love with a different man who was not attractive. And she ended up leaving him for the rich, attractive doctor who she knew would take care of her. Now he is not taking care of her. He's abandoned her on this beach. And she's like, I, I miss Giuseppe, the the guy she fell in love with. And it's just a moment where it's like, it's not about looks or it shouldn't be. And that big mistake of her life becoming revealed. And yet she still doesn't learn her lesson. Like she becomes even more obsessed with her looks toward the end. Like she's going crazy about it. Right. But that was, that was what the review was saying was that, that that's, that's an, a uh, cliched critique. It's okay. The review is saying it's a critique on women. I'm saying that the movie is actually critiquing men. 
that the man was putting that pressure on her. Like as it's, it goes on, it's revealed that like, it's a societal issue, right? Like, and she's telling her daughter at the beginning, like sit up or you'll look ugly or whatever. And it's, it's, I think it says more than just jabbing at women. I think it shows how there's a societal pressure to like be beautiful and be with a beautiful person and make sure your kids are also beautiful. So they'll be okay. And how she's under pressure from the doctor, like not to even mention any weaknesses about their family. Like they have to be picture perfect. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to like, keep bringing it up i just the the cliched aspect of that is what i think that that review is getting at that that's the thing to me is that 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 like somebody having to maintain a sense of beauty particularly women is a pressure put on by society and so when that's what they focus on society still doesn't reward them because it's society's fault like and it's just being having it portrayed through the traditionally attractive woman who is focused solely on their appearance. That is her character trait. And then has to learn that lesson through death. Like it's kind of a cliche. Like, I I do think the film is saying something more than just like, it could have just had like, had her do that and then die early on or die a meaningless death. I don't think that it's poorly written. I think that, that the, the, yeah, I think what you're saying is absolutely right. I think that the review, I I don't know. The review just made it sound like they were sick of middle-aged men making fun of young women for being beautiful and self-obsessed. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying the movie goes further than that. New targets for satire is what the review says. I don't feel like the woman, like initially she's a target for satire and then it turns the audience on their head when you realize that she is being pressured by her husband that it's like it, it points to it being a larger issue where it's like, aha, you were laughing at this woman, but like she's being completely screwed over. She's miserable. Like it's not a satire of the woman. It's a satire of her situation and society and her husband. Mm, Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I'm just saying the review pinpoints it to like the first 30 minutes where we see her as the surface level character before we get to know her and the doctor and the dynamic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I can see that. Right. Anything else? Uh, you had asked me this, but where would you place this so far on M night movies as, you know, best worst. Is this further up towards best further down towards worst better than the happening? Yeah, I'm going to do this based on not what I had seen in the past, so I'm not including, like, Signs or The Village yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Avatar, it's so interesting because, like, I, I almost, I can't even put Avatar, which is funny is, you know what's funny? We've been calling it Avatar. It's not called Avatar. Do you know that? Is it just called The Last Airbender? It's just The Last Airbender. Okay. <laughs> Avatar's yeah. been stricken from it um, for probably reasons. Um, yeah, I... Leaving off, because that's its own fucking thing. Um, it's probably just better than the happening to me. Like just the teensy bit? Yeah. Okay. Like I would probably put, um, probably like split, unbreakable glass, the sixth sense, 
old and then the happening and then avatar and then the last airbender and yeah i'd agree with that so far i think yeah yeah like it was definitely more um more competent competent to me than the happening like more put together is what i'm meaning to say like more cohesive and I I don't have to question it as much as I question the happening. Mm. Uh, well, do you want to thank some people? Yeah. First, I would like to thank you, our listener, for listening to this episode and for sharing our podcast with your friends. And I also want to thank Anchor for hosting our podcast. And that is the service that sends our show to your platform that you listen to us on, whether that be iTunes or Google Podcasts or Spotify or whatever. And I also want to thank Sarah Anastasia for creating the art that you see as our thumbnail. And I'd like to thank the Lounge Kittens for the use of their cover of Dirty Deeds. That is our intro and outro and midtro music, except not our midtro when we're doing the bargain in at night because it's special. Um, and I also would like to thank our bargainer. Who's our bargainer this week? It's Jack3245. Thank you, Jack. They were the last person to leave us a review on iTunes podcast, and that could be you. Log on there and leave us a review, letting us know what you think of the show, and we'll read it on the podcast and name you the bargainer. You can also leave us a review elsewhere. All you need to do is leave it wherever you want to put it, right on a park bench. I don't care. And let us know about it. Send us an email at the at gmail.com or hit us up on anchor.fm letting us know that you've left that review because we won't be able to find it otherwise and then we will deem you the new bargain heir um so do that please um next week we're gonna be back with another m night film uh we're gonna go way back in time uh, to 1992, M. Night's directorial debut, which you may be thinking, oh, I thought that The Sixth Sense came out in 94. Well, you'd be right, but he had two films before The Sixth Sense, uh, one of which was Praying With Anger, um, starring and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Ooh, starring. How exciting. Starring. Now, we get to watch his acting, like a lot, not just in a short bit. And Also, there's like, only a handful of actors listed in this too. So it's going to be a lot of M night. Uh, and if you want to watch it, it is currently uploaded. I'm not going to say for free because I don't believe that M night uploaded this, but it is on YouTube. Um, if you just look up praying with anger, I think that's what this is. This is going to play a sound for a second. Actually, no, it's not. I'm going to mute it. They can't hear this. Don't worry. (laughs) They can't hear this Poogle ad. Sorry, that noise happens at the end of the movie. So I ruined that for every, for you, Donna. Um, I didn't hear anything. Oh, you didn't hear anything at all? No, just you talking. I'm That's serious. Weird. Why did I hear it? Anyway. Um, yeah, so that's going to be next week. Praying with anger. Boy, oh boy. My name is Brandon. My name is Donna. Pinch those pennies. And stay frugal. Tomatoes. Splat against windows when the children play in muddy 
waters among us. But you ain't got the guts She keeps nagging at you, no 